Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome back to In The Pink with me, Natalie Pinkham. A happy new year to you all. I hope your plans for 2020 are shaping up nicely. And my first guest on this podcast in this new decade is a great guy, a great musician, someone who sold over 20 million records worldwide. God, that's pretty impressive, actually, isn't it? 20 million. Um, he came to stardom through Back to Bedlam. He's got a new album out now called Once Upon a Mind. I am, of course, talking about Mr. James Blunt. The new album is clearly a real labour of love um, with very moving tributes to his kids, to his beautiful wife and perhaps most poignantly to his sick father. Now I'll be honest, when I first listened to Monsters, the song that he wrote about and for his father, it just left me weeping and uh, he speaks very openly, um, particularly openly in fact from a guy who is traditionally very private. But he speaks very openly about um, the process of writing the song and how much it meant to him. So I hope you enjoy this interview. He certainly was a pleasure to chat to. Oh, listen, don't forget, we've given away one set of Bose headphones and we're doing it again this week. So all you have to do is leave your comment under one of the Instagram posts or indeed in the review section of the podcast. Let us know who your favourite guest has been so far. It can be from any series, not just this one. Um, your favourite guest and why, and you could be within the chance, with the chance of winning these headphones, which are really cool. Thank you very much to Bose for those. Thank you also to Tag Hoyer for the opportunity for you to win some Premier League tickets. So do the same if you're after the Premier League tickets. Put your comments in the review section and do a hashtag PL to let us know that it's the Premier League tickets that you are after. In the meantime, please sit back, relax, and enjoy listening the world according Mr James Blunt. So here we are James in a cosy little pub in Chelsea which I have to say feels like the perfect fit for you this sort of quintessentially British establishment perfect little must-have for any British rock star. Um, yeah isn't it sweet it's uh, called the Fox and Pheasant it's just off the Fulham Road here in Chelsea and it's 170 years old no so way. I feel I'm just a kind of a caretaker looking after it. Oh, how lovely. And it's an oasis of calm in an otherwise crazy part of London. I'm sure it probably get a little bit crazier later on because it's only 11 in the morning now. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you and I just yeah. being our local alkies um, who are propping up the bar uh, this early of the day. Oh, how lovely. Now, listen, I'm going to start with your tweets because anyone who's been living under a rock 
may not know that you are a prolific tweeter, but a very smart one as well. And funny enough, it's sort of social media in, in a strange way kind of brought you back into people's consciousness. In you know, obviously your music did a lot of that and more of that later. But okay, I'm just going to give you a flavour for anyone who hasn't uh, read James's tweets. Obviously, follow him. You ridiculous fools for not doing so earlier. Um, James Brunt has an annoying face and highly irritating voice. You retweeted that and said... I said, and no mortgage. Beautiful. And uh, why does James Blunt sing like his willy is being stood on? And you retweeted and said... Damn things, always getting caught under my feet. Beautiful. But my personal favourite, and I think you should read the whole thing. This genuinely brought a tear to my eye. You might not remember this verbatim, so I'm going to just bring it up on my phone for you. Um, It was when... Keith Flint died. Now, please read us that. Yeah, I mean, actually, I felt this this is quite a sad tweet. It's not really a fun one in many ways. Um, And it brings back some sad memories, but some positive ones too. It's about Keith Flint. And and I wrote um, at the time of his death saying, at the Q Awards years ago, when Noel Gallagher was saying he was leaving Ibiza because I'd moved there. And Damon Albarn refused to be in the same picture as me, which is true. Um, And Paul Weller was saying he'd rather eat his own shit than work with me. Keith Flint came over, gave me a hug, and said how thrilled he was for my success. Keith, I only met you once, but I shed a tear at the news of your death. In our business, there are no prizes for being kind, but if there was, that Grammy would be yours. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, well, he was a really, really nice man, and, you know, we live in a... I'm in a business where um, it's really shallow. People think, you know, that by being mean to others, they get some kind of cool brownie points um, and yet he was just a very kind nice human being didn't know me but, mm. but was very warm and oh my god you're passing a bloody Mary aren't you going to have one this is just me I'm celebrating Christmas a bit early I'm going to watch how you do okay let me just try oh wow I can confirm the bloody Marys and the fox and pheasant are bloody marvellous wow that's got a punch to it yeah, Woo! great I've just told everyone it's 11 in the morning, so I have confirmed I am now Nauki. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of minerals in that, though. I think it's like there's a meal <laughs> in a glass right there. I'm just back to the reaction that you say that you got from some other kind of stars. I actually instantly hate them all after that tweet of like unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Because it's funny, until you get a little insight into their minds through your eyes, you don't know what they're really like and you, you, know, you hold them up as being heroes. Why do you think some people have reacted to you like that? Is it a class thing? What's the issue? Well, I mean, some of those people I might have mentioned there say um, unpleasant things about anyone who's doing well in the music business. Um, and they say those things just to keep themselves in the papers and relevant. Yeah, it's bullshit though, isn't um, it? I mean... And, you know, and I suppose the sad thing is, is that press respond to it. Mm. And sometimes some public do too. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just the way of the world, it's isn't it? It's a shame, it? it's a shame. But just on the whole kind of public schoolboy thing... What kind of reaction have you had through the years to that? Because um, do you think in a way, and I'm definitely not trying to put words into your mouth here, but do you think in a way that some people feel like you have to have your back against the wall to experience adversity before you can actually write some decent, gritty music? Yeah, I mean, any grief I've had for being a posh twat is entirely justified. <laughs> <laughs> I speak with an incredibly stupid accent, and for that alone, deserve a good showing. Um, so, but, you know... but. Um, but yeah, as to the fact that whether I deserve or not to be in the music business, is, um, it, it should be about just the music. As to whether I uh, warrant making you know, um, music that is 
emotionally charged than than you know than any human being can feel that i'm pretty sure even if you're posh you can yeah, yeah have feelings. i think exactly <laughs> that you know what posh people have feelings too that's you've hit the nail on the head <laughs> uh, let's talk about the new album because uh, this is an exciting time i know it's been a long time coming uh, once upon a mind just tell us how long it did take to write um and you threw a lot of emotion into it didn't you? Yeah, I came off um, an 18-month world tour um, in uh, the end of September 2018, and it was uh, round about that time that we realised my dad was unwell. He um, had stage four chronic kidney disease, and so almost immediately, I had stuff to write about. You know, this is a man who's been really fit, healthy in army, um, uh, colonel, uh, a helicopter pilot in the army, and and you know was just an incredibly fit human being. And so immediately that tour finished, I went into the studio in October 2018. I locked myself away for you know, almost a year and wrote songs for him. But also when I realized I don't have much time necessarily with him, limited time with him, I look around at my new family that I've just had, a tiny little family. Um, and me, uh, you know, if I'm on an 18 month tour, I'm on tours that are longer than they are old. Um, so not, not even knowing these people and meeting them. So realizing I have limited time with them and that's quite inspiring in itself to write mm. songs. I'm writing songs in case I shouldn't ever see them again and oh messages to them um, that, I, that I can only write to them in songs because I'm not seeing them face to face. And also, of course, there's someone at the heart of it who has to pick up all the pieces of that and that's my wife. So I, I've written a bunch of songs for her. So um, specifically, uh, Monsters uh, is about your dad, isn't it? And how hard and or helpful was it to write that? It wasn't uh, hard to write because um, because I didn't have to imagine it. Um, suddenly there is, you know, this man who's becoming more frail. Um, he'd tell me to piss off if he was here and say I'm fine. But, um, but he's, you know, when you see that and those chapters start to change um, in one's life and you see the circle of life play out in front of you, it's mm. really easy to write those kind of songs. If there was pressure, though, it was to make sure like I nailed it, you know, because you can't write five songs all, all touching on the subject. You, um, if you're going to play that song to your father at some stage, you need to get that one song and, and make it matter. And Monsters is that song. It's amazing, actually, because there, there's a line in the song, and forgive me if I get it it's not quite verbatim, but it's 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 basically you're, you're almost talking to him as an equal rather than father and son exactly. you're two men standing in front of each other yeah which and i so think and the yeah. lyric says i'm i'm not your son you're not my father we're just two grown men saying goodbye no need to forgive no need to forget i know your mistakes and you know mine and uh yeah you know they're quite raw things to say and when i first played it to him i hope he wasn't going to take it in the wrong way but it's saying that you are more to me than um than my um father you're my friend as well I have to say that um, I listened to that last night when I was just thinking about talking to you and I thought a lot about my own dad and I just burst into tears. Uh, I feel like um, there's a real kind of vulnerability to our parents now, particularly as they're getting older and things are starting to go wrong for them physically. Um, you know, you talk about the circle of life and when you have kids, that just it's just sharpened in your own mind, isn't it? Yeah, entirely that. And they're kind of beautiful, they're chapters in, in a life, they're shifting moments. You go from idolising a parent to being an equal and then you have to look after them in a way that they looked after you. In the Pink is sponsored by Bose, who've been perfecting the art of sound so that you can listen in unrivaled comfort. The new Bose noise cancelling 700s take it to a whole other level. So you'll always hear exactly what you want, 
no matter where you are. Also, be heard like never before with their unrivaled four-microphone system, which isolates your voice whilst cancelling the noise around you. Pretty cool, huh? Always stay connected with Bose's first-of-its-kind augmented reality function that will change the way you think about travel, exercise and learning. And never be caught out because they have an excellent 20 hours of battery life. They come in black and silver so you can work them around your style, your little fashionistas. And you can treat your ears with the Bose Noise Cancelling 700s. It's a sound experience like no other. Now, back to the interview. And so Monsters was obviously... uh, kind of almost a therapy in many ways I guess for you um yeah I think for me actually I felt it was just a a a moment for me to be able to say things to my father that I would never otherwise Mm. have said because you know he and I are really close but we're British men ex-army both of us who um are emotionally stunted and and of course we're close, and of course we love each other, but we we don't say those things to treat to each other. And and I can through music, so it was a great uh, great excuse to say it to him. Yeah, and actually, fantastic, you get to say that to him before he's died, because normally yeah. people put it in a eulogy, and you feel like saying, say that before they pass, and then you know they'd appreciate the love. You're totally true. Uh, you know, if you if you're going to have a eulogy written about you, you might as well get a chance to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> You do, you always want people to be able to look into their own funerals and see how popular they are. Um, And, okay, The Greatest, that was uh, dedicated to your kids. Yeah, The Greatest, it's the last song on the album. Um, I start off with The Truth, which is a journey um, to find my wife, really. But the last one is a a message to my children. Um, Because, you know, if you read the newspapers today, it sounds like we live in a pretty crappy old world. Um, And and it's one that I hope says that we need them to... um, yeah, be the, the greatest, to be the best that they can be and better than th- those who came before them. And cold, tell us about that. That's, that is directly to Sophia, isn't it? It is, um, and uh, cold is the first single... <laughs> I don't want people to think she's cold, by the way. Listen <laughs> to the song before you judge just the title. Yeah, well, imagine how I, I had to explain that at home <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> the song, yes, of course, is called Cold, but it talks about the ocean between us. And I mean, I'm on tour, um, mm. you know... Uh, the Atlantic Ocean when I'm in the States, um, or whatever ocean it might be, as I tour around the world, um, and it talks about, yeah, that ocean between us, be it physical, but of course, you know, metaphorical too, because she just has to deal with a hell of a lot while I'm away. Um, but the message of the song is, without you, I'm just cold. Oh, and, and how, how difficult is it to sort of reconnect? I just remember from my own experience going away for 21 races a year to Formula One. Now I've got kids, I only do about half of those. Even then I find it hard coming back and... You go away for massive chunks of time. Um, how difficult is it to reconnect, to click back into their lives and just do the everyday stuff that a husband and father should do? Um, yeah, I think it is. Um, I don't think it's hard for me. I, I mean, I, I think I'm, I have it pretty easy. I go away and I do music and I have an amazing time. I travel with a band um, and crew. We play these venues around the world. We sleep on a tour bus. We're permanently hungover um, from having various after parties. And I come home and I need, you know, and need to sleep. You know, we live in Ibiza, so I <laughs> jump in a pool and take it easy. Um, yeah, you're not exactly painting a hard life here. <laughs> certainly this, not. This, this and so I, so I think harder for them uh, yeah. to say, well, you know, hey, thanks. You can just want come swan on back and think mm. life's easy. But, you know, but, but, but for them, it's more complicated. Do you know, it's funny because um, one of the team principals in Formula One, who will remain nameless, tells me that when he comes back from an F1 race, because he's away for so much of the year, 
they actually give each other um, a 12-hour cooling down period because he's so wired when he comes back from a race and he's so consumed by that world that when he comes back, his missus is like, look, we were getting on great without you. You don't need to just come back in here and expect like all singing or dancing, trumpets playing the welcome home committee. Just slot back in and he can't do that. He almost kind of needs a little bit of time to yeah. decompress and sort of normalise again. Yeah, totally. Does it, does it feel the same? And yeah, and I think that's very hard to to explain in many ways. Yeah. It's good of them to understand that. <laughs> yeah. OK, let's... Um, oh, do you know, one, one thing I just want to ask you about those three songs and how hard it is to just nail it and get that song right, you know, because that is obviously an ode to whoever that important person is in your life. How many songs have you started and not finished? How many have ended up on the cutting room floor? H- how difficult is that process to kind of whittle down what works? Um, I think on different albums, it's been uh, different numbers. On my previous album, I didn't have much emotional inspiration. So I used musical inspiration from other people. I, if you and I were talking about that right now, that is an album I'd be talking about. I worked with Ed Sheeran and Ryan Tedder, who's the lead singer of One Republic. Um, from Robin Schultz, a DJ who I had a, a hit with around the world. Um, and in the process of doing that, I wrote well over 100 songs, um, just in different styles, musical styles, and was messing around and was enjoying music. On this album, I wrote considerably less because I really knew what I was writing about. Um, and I had the things in my mind that I needed to say. So, so in that respect, not very many. But normally I finish all of them. You know, I, I don't... Don't start half a song and and finish it because you know if a, if a verse is is good, then you might as well keep building it. And you can build on that, right? Okay. I mean, the, the album has received critical acclaim, but, but before before you released it to the world, do, do you kind of know in your heart that it's that it's going to work? Is it is it is a bit like hitting a tennis ball? You get a sweet spot and you go, yeah, I've nailed this one. Yeah, I think probably, I think I've cared less about it this time round because yeah. um because. You know, the critical review was when my father first heard it. You know, that's the important listen, um, when my wife first hears it. Uh, because along the way, I've this, these are unfiltered. These are thoughts, unfiltered, um, about my closest, my nearest and dearest. And, and it's quite brave then to mm. unfilter. You know, whenever we have a conversation with anyone close to us, it's all bearing in mind how they feel. And if I turn up with a song saying, hey, this is a song called about you called Cold, you're going to have to really hope that they, uh, that person listens to it and, and gets the nuances if they can and gets over, you know, overcomes a title. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I find I'm in a really great place at the moment now, which is I used to be really concerned about um, the chart position and how it might sell. That's because I was in the music business, but mm. I'm not in the music business anymore. I'm just in the music, and it's a really great right? place to be. Okay. And do you think that's a shift since becoming a dad? Do you feel differently, maybe? Um, I think it's... I I felt that way when I did my first album, because I was just doing songs. I love music. It was my form of expression. I made that album not knowing if anyone would ever hear it. And then when it exploded around the world, and you get some people in their millions buying it and, and a handful of people being negative about it at the same time, you suddenly become very aware of mm. an audience. Mm. And that makes that made me um, self-conscious while I was writing those songs. Um, and I struggled with that. My second album was quite destructive. Um, subsequent albums were just, you know, they were a little bit safe or saying things I thought you might want to hear, which actually... It's just, you know, it's slightly dishonest and, and it's, not, it's not as effective. It's not as effective by any means. Um, and so this one, I suppose, it's my sixth album. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Maybe just time has helped. But as I say, some things that are happening in my life have just overtaken. Yeah. You know, these, these people that I'm writing about are just more important yeah. than, than these guys who might kindly buy my records who I never meet. Um, these songs are just that much more personal. I mean, you always strike me as a very private person. You know, you have laid yourself bare somewhat with this album is that something that you were conscious of do you feel in any way vulnerable from doing that yeah completely um yeah I, I've exposed myself completely um but what that's but that's the point mm. that's the point of doing music and you know and even music that's that aspires to be um <clears throat> of the moment or cool or hip or whatever talking about a fast car those things don't you know those those things don't inspire me mm. But to sing about what it is to be alive um, and conscious um, to your hopes, but your fears, your strengths, but your weaknesses. These are the things that other people connect to as well that are the most exciting things to, to express. You know, and I stand up on a stage and, and I can be given grief for being this wet, wimpy singer singing emotional songs. But I do something that many people wouldn't have the courage to do, to stand up on a stage and take off more than my clothes, you know, to bear my soul, take off my skin and show you everything within it takes a courage that not many people um, are prepared to do. Mm, mm, absolutely. Along with Bose, In the Pink is sponsored by Tag Heuer, Swiss avant-garde since 1860. Excellence, precision and elegance. Their timepieces are designed for those who love challenges, which is a great fit for this podcast because most of the guests share that sentiment. Let's uh, find out a bit more about where that courage comes from. Uh, casting your mind back to your childhood, you moved around a lot, you know, talked about the military background of your, of your family. Um, did you feel that going into the army was your destiny? Was this a sense of responsibility because so many in your family before you had done so? Um, it wasn't forced on me. Um, my dad never really brought, you know, the, the army back. I wouldn't have, you know... I don't call him sir at home and salute him as, he's, <laughs> as he walks in through the door. But you get your kids too, right? Um, yes, of course. Of course, of course. Well, they will all join. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, but 
because I um, because he was over, sent overseas a lot, so he was based in Germany, Hong Kong, Cyprus, and as far uh, abroad as Yorkshire. Um, <laughs> then because of that, the army then subsidized boarding school um, as a way of getting you a stable um, education, you know, so you're not moving around chasing your, your parents every couple of years. So I was sent to boarding school when I was seven years old. That's I left, so young, doesn't um, it? Left, I let, you know, left home, age seven. It was a weird moment as they waved goodbye to me. Um, and they'd given me a Donkey Kong game and watch that I was playing. And three days later, I said to this, you know, uh, uh, the matron of the school, excuse me, when are my parents coming back? And she said, you know, Christmas. Um, <laughs> Christmas time. Oh, my and, God. And we were in, the, you know, 1st of September then or something. So, yeah, uh, uh, the army had subsidised my school. They uh, they also did the same university, and as a result of that, I then owed them four years. Which, if I had money, then I could have paid that money back. But you don't. <laughs> You're broken in debt from from university. So the way you pay them back is to do your four years. And I had a good time. I, I enjoyed it. It was really interesting working with amazing people from all around our country, uh, from all backgrounds and all walks of life, and it was the best education in the world that I could mm-hmm. have. You know, again, a, this posh boy come from a boarding school. And then you're working with a bunch of soldiers from all corners who've got so many different experiences and so much, uh, yeah, such dif- differing knowledge of things. They're all experts in their field mm. and, and they're all there looking after you as a part of this team. You might be the, the officer, but you're always asking them, you know, what do you think? What, what do you advise? What do you suggest? Because, because they just have it's great knowledge. And, and so it was an amazing experience for me. I did six years in the end. And it was also a place that I then had things to um, influence me to write songs mm. about. And otherwise, I wouldn't. Otherwise, I'd be writing songs about things that no one would relate to. Like, like being an estate agent. Yeah. Something, you know, <laughs> who knows? Um, just back to the boarding school thing. Um, oh, that's bloody tough as a seven-year-old. Uh, but, you know, you've obviously maintained a, a, a good relationship with, you, with your family. And, you know, there's a lot of love there. But did it kind of give you that inner steel, that determination? Because you were left on your own, effectively. You kind of have to get on with it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it makes you completely independent. And I, and I, was not, um, I wasn't in any way needy of a, a family for many, many years. From, you know, well, not, of course, I needed the support from, but as a seven-year-old, till I had left um, university and left the army even, um, I was... Uh, a loner in that respect of not needing a, uh, not needing much or, or leaning much on my family. Weirdly, when I then got into the music business, um, everything changed. And the people say, you know, does fame change you? It mm. doesn't. It changes everybody else. Oh. Everybody else suddenly is, you know, the human, the human race suddenly looks at you and says, the only thing they can say to you is, can I have a selfie? Um, and, and people, you know, look at you and start pointing and nudging and they all suddenly, you know, behave in a weird way around you. Um, and Which in turn can make famous people change. Yeah, absolutely. but it's down to you not to. Yeah, and and at that moment, that's when I suddenly needed my family again. Mm. Um, and and it was when I went to, into music, went back to Bedlam, it exploded. Then suddenly I became very close to my parents and my sisters again because I really needed their support. I just needed normal people to <laughs> to treat me like the idiot that I am yeah. and keep my feet firmly on the ground. Or maybe they just wanted to know me again when I got famous. Yeah, just cash in. <laughs> um, and then you served in Kosovo, which must have been a hell of an experience. Um, just tell me um, how that helped your music and how your music helped that. I um, was a reconnaissance officer in uh, Kosovo in, in the bombing, during the bombing campaign in 1999. And after the peace accord was signed, I stayed for um, a few months as well um, while we tried to enforce... Um, peace and stability 
And yeah, I mean, it was an amazing time and a terrible one at that. It's a really beautiful part of the world, mm. apart from the humans. Um, but I would say that about all humans, really, um, uh, in, including our own. Um, and it made me feel deeply saddened about the human race. Out there, at least, there were um, Serbs and Kosovo Albanians killing each other. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I don't think they're any different from us in many ways. I, see, I don't see any differences at all. I see our similarities. And it was incredible how humans could be so deeply unpleasant to each other based on, on things that are irrelevant, whether it be, you know, race, religion, um, this kind of madness to divide ourselves by that and then find ourselves killing each other for those reasons. Uh, and it's, I, yeah, I saw human beings at their absolute worst. I saw individuals at their best too, and, and that was inspiring. Um, but again, I, I suppose as a songwriter, yeah, I, I didn't have to think about it. I just wrote the things that were in front of me and my clearest song about the war was a song called No Bravery on, on my first album. And yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it talks about just the evil that's there. You sound, the way you talk, like a pacifist. How difficult is it with that kind of frame of mind to be in the army? Um, well, I'm not. Uh, of course, I believe in, uh, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a humanitarian mm. um, and, and hope for peace with everyone. But, but if someone is violent and violently hurting um, someone else, I don't think you can be a pacifist and not get involved. And if it means being violent towards them to stop them killing someone weaker than them, then I think we should be doing that. Mm. Um, and, that's, and I felt that Kosovo, it felt like we were in the right place. It felt like we were um, stopping two people two peoples killing each right other yeah. um, and it felt like the right place to be um, and, and you took your guitar you played to the troops and just just tell us about that experience because I'm sure that was quite a medicine in itself for you and for them yeah I mean I pick and choose my songs in front of a bunch of soldiers I'm not going <laughs> to play them goodbye my lover and, uh, and see how, how they roll with that uh, but yeah you know what in the army is, is uh, it has moments of intense um, intensity um, and then lots of time of hanging around. And so someone takes a pack of cards, someone brings a football, and, and some annoying idiot brings a, a guitar. Um, and I strapped mine to the outside of the tank. I'd always wanted to put it on the inside to protect it, but I was told I had to put the soldiers on the inside. Yeah, well, I wasn't that. allowed to strap them to the outside. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and I'd bring that occasionally and, and lower morale. Uh, it's interesting because you do sound like quite a little clever clogs because I was looking at, you know, the, your degree, which I couldn't, I mean, I have to read it now, aerospace manufacturing engineering and sociology, which sounds a bit of a strange combination. Yeah, totally. Tell me about that. Well, aerospace manufacturing engineering, I couldn't really spell, actually. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I got my pilot's license when I was 16. Um, Very cool. Because my, because my dad was a helicopter pilot himself and the, and the Royal Air Force um, paid for me to get my uh, on a kind of scholarship it was madness they gave me you know 16 year olds they just paid for me to get um my pilot's license i said yeah sure absolutely um and that was before i could drive a car so i was into flying my father was into flying and i thought you know go on i'll build a plane and you know through an aerospace uh degree it wasn't it wasn't much wasn't much of a fun course um (laughs) and you know it was 170 blokes and three girls and yeah, that's, that's, got where, that wrong. that's where yeah that's why I focused on sociology as well because that was exactly the opposite way around um and uh yeah I mean the university years were amazing fun there I really enjoyed it but you're quite into sort of bikes planes and you were even spotted at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix so you must be a Formula One fan do you yeah. like the technology of all of that yeah, totally. I am. Um, uh, I'm a biker. Um, I'm in business with Carl Fogarty, actually. Yes, a, a restaurant. 
Yeah, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> what are we, you two doing? What the are we doing? Um, and an uh, and uh, also, yeah, it's the three of us actually. It's also um, Lawrence Delalio, the uh, England, the ex England rugby captain. So we're a weird trio of uh, <laughs> whose only real connection, our mutual um, connection, is alcohol. Like um, although Lawrence Delalio drinks it literally by that, you know, by the kind of bucket load compared to my <laughs> tiny frame. But um, yeah, and I love bikes. Um, I, I ride a CCM, which is a little bike made up in Bolton. It's a tiny company, and they're fantastic, and they're the most beautiful bikes in the world. Um, but but yeah, I like a bit of speed, and, and, I, and I go to the Formula One, and I was at Abu Dhabi just last weekend. All the F1 listeners, the fans out there listening to this will love that about you. Um, but you also have, um, and I'm not saying that these are mutually exclusive, because they're absolutely not, particularly in the direction that... F1 is going in at the moment. It's all happening in the pub, isn't it? They're setting up for Christmas. This is this is. I might I might stay around. This this, this party <laughs> is shaping party up. Go. The crackers are out on the table. I love it. They want to get in here, but just, we'll hold them off. Um, but uh, I can't remember. Oh, the environment. That was it. I was going to say they're not mutually exclusive because of the way that Formula One is going. You care about the environment. It matters to you. It matters to your wife. Um, you're doing various things um, to help promote. Um, stability in the oceans just tell us about that and why that matters so much to you yeah we're entirely hypocritical about it and i have this discussion at home all the time you know um that uh that, i mean we're my wife is on the blue marine foundation and um and is very aware uh of the issues and is very active um commendably so um on um and helping uh, the oceans regenerate by creating marine reservations um and she's uh, currently studying a master's in sustainability and yet there's me who just creates this incredible carbon footprint um, by traveling the world on these tours. Um, and uh, yeah, and so, and we, you know, I do talk about it a, a lot and we plant a tree for every ticket we buy online. Um, and my house in Ibiza is, is effectively off grid. I, I draw water from the well and, and, and heat from the sun um, uh, is, is my heating and, and power. Um, but but yeah, nothing. So no, 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 you're doing your bit then. I mean, it's, well, no, it but but nothing's going to make up for, as I say, my carbon footprint along the way. Um, and so, yeah, if I've ever talked about it, I've said I'm really open for the discussion. But I'm certainly yeah. not certainly not one to do any preaching because I'm one of the most guilty. Well, look, I mean, it's not an easy one, is it? Um, on election day, which it is indeed today, how do you feel about the current? The well, state think, of affairs. Yeah, I think we have a stark choice to make today, mm. and and that choice is. Who do you want to be Christmas number one? Robbie Williams or me? <laughs> so get out there and, <laughs> and, buy, and, and, and buy, buy, buy my album. Tree. Exactly. Get a ticket for the tour. Just tell us about the tour coming up. Next year's going to be a busy one. Yeah, where, where, um, can, where can people see you? I am starting on Valentine's Day oh. next year. So that will go down really well at home. I'm sure. Um, so I'll get another song out of that <laughs> straight away. And I think we start up in Birmingham. But it's, we are doing a UK arena tour um, through February 2020. Um, then through Europe, I come back to the Albert Hall in April, and then I'll do some summer festivals and push on around the rest of the world. Listen, I'm sure there's a cosy little romantic hangout in Birmingham that you can take Sophia to straight after your gig. Yeah, good thinking. I'm sure she'll be delighted. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, final question from me. Uh, what keeps you awake at night? You've, you've touched on a few things that matter to you. What ticks over in the brain and stops you nodding off into peaceful slumber? Um... Uh, I suppose, yeah, uh, you know, we've touched on it already. I'm hitting, hitting the road for over a year now and wondering when I'm going to get home and wondering if these people will be there when I get home oh. or whether they'll remember me. 
Um, but other than that, I'm in a pretty good place, actually. Yeah. My album's done things that have been, you know, unexpected. Having not written it for an audience, the irony has been that the audience have really connected with it. Um, and for Monsters to be, you know, uh, the bookie's favourite to be Christmas number one, although I know it won't be, um, but to have the response that it's had. I just made a video with my father in it, so he, mm. so, you know, he can do his dying now. I've got him on tape. Oh, <laughs> um, and, uh, and we'll put that out. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and the response to the album, you know, has been just an incredible thing and, and I'm having great fun with it and I feel very lucky. So at the moment I'm sleeping pretty well. Beautiful. I think that's the point, isn't it? It's got to be authentic and you've done exactly that. You've gone back to your roots, been authentic. Yeah, and, and I suppose, people yeah, people can pick up on when it's authentic. That. The funny thing is if you think about it too hard and try and write words that they might want to hear as an audience, they can tell that it's not authentic. Absolutely. And, and so it's, it's about not thinking about it too hard and just feeling it. Well, thank you very much, James Blunt. It was lovely to have your company over the Christmas period and enjoy a festive glass of cheer in your gorgeous little pub. Thank you for the insight into what motivates you and to to why the music matters so much for you. And lovely to hear those tributes to the family that clearly means so much to him. Um, So, yeah, great music, great bloke, great all-round chat. I really enjoyed that. Um, Let us know what you think. Rate, review, subscribe. Let us know who you'd like me to talk to next. Perhaps you've got some ideas coming into the new year, the new decade. Um, I have got quite an interesting podcast for you F1 fans out there. I'm going to be sitting down with Lee McKenzie, who is a good friend of mine and obviously a rival in terms of broadcasting. So I'm going to chat to her about the F1 season coming up and also look back on some of the funniest moments that we've ever had and experienced in the paddock. So um, I'll let you know when that one is going to be available, which it will be very soon. In the meantime, though, don't forget you can win some Bose headphones. Jody has already done so well done, Jody. All you need to do is rate, review, subscribe, let us know who your favourite guest is and why. You can also win some Premier League tickets thanks to Tag Heuer. So do the same with the Premier League tickets. Just put the hashtag PL at the end. In the meantime, though, sit back and relax and uh, the next podcast will drop next week. See you then. Bye for now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.